Okay, so as we mentioned earlier this morning, we are hearing from the directors of Light of the World Christmas School. So I'm going to call you guys up. I'd love to just pray for you before you share with us about what's been going on, a word from God for us to bless us with. So yeah, we're really excited for this morning. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. So join me in prayer. God, thank you so much for bringing uh, Elizabeth and Juan Carlos and the family here safely. God, we're so excited to have them here in Canada. As I was just catching up that they've had some rest, God, as well. We've been learning as a church here how important that is to not just go, 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 but actually just recover and recharge and spend time with you, God. And I just, I love that that's been able to happen here. We are so excited to hear about the ministries and the blessings you provided for them in Guatemala. God, I just pray that you uh, give them the words that impact us and how we can be moved to support organizations like Light of the World, how we can be active, whether physically or just in prayer and financial support as well. God, I just pray for this time here in your name. Amen. This good morning. Uh, it has been so nice to, to be back and to see many of you. Um, praise the Lord, transformation keeps happening in our area in Guatemala. Even though the last two years have been difficult, but God is still working. So transformation, uh, I said not only physically, but socially and spiritually. It's happening, it's happening in Guatemala, and thank you, because you guys being part of that transformation, too. This is our 11th year of Light of the World, and we are just so excited to share some things with you. The church also celebrated the sixth anniversary uh, on April, and we keep moving with that. Uh, uh, people are still coming to church after the pandemic, and it's growing slowly, but it is growing, and we're so grateful for that, to be able to have that part of the ministry there, too. So, thank you. Hello, everyone. It's so good to see you all. Uh, so good to be back after a few years because of the pandemic. Of course, it was hard for us to visit, but as Juan Carlos said, um, God is still working. That's, that's something he, he kept on showing us through the last two years, through the difficult times. Um, as many of you know, Juan Carlos was also sick, but we thank you for your prayers for him. Um, and he's, thanks to the Lord, he's much better. So thank you for your prayers for our family and for the ministry. Um, 11 years ago, we started with 26 little, little students in pre-K and kindergarten. And now, um, a lot, last year was our first graduating class from ninth grade. And now we have um, 165 students from grades pre-K to nine. So we're so um, thankful to the Lord for what he's done in the last 11 years. It's, it's been amazing to see him work. Uh, through the school, through the church, um, through the work we've done in the community as well. Uh, you're going to see a little video clip in a minute to see also um, the new land that we purchased a few years ago and the progress that, that's being done there. Um, the future plans we have to continue to build, we hope to next year start the actual school building as we've been preparing the land, building the uh, perimeter walls, the guardhouse in different parts, but we're excited to have more space for our students because uh, where we are, we're, we're running out of room um, and we're also renting. So we're excited to have our own building soon. So thank you for your prayers and support for that project as well. Another project that we've been doing is building fuel efficient stoves. And that's something that's very important in our community as many people cook over wood, 
wood stoves. Um, they don't have proper ventilation in their homes, so they've been, built, they've been breathing smoke their whole lives. A lot of them have respiratory illnesses. And so, um, can you hear me? <laughs> and so we've been, we built um, 185 stoves over the last several years to help the people in the communities um, so that they can have a better, um, a better lifestyle and they don't have any more. Hello? <laughs> they, so 185 stoves we built over, fuel efficient stoves over the last several years so that people um, don't have to suffer those illnesses that they've had and we've seen a lot of people that have had a better lifestyle because of that. Um, I want to tell you one quick story about one of our students. Her name is Adriana. She is eight years old. And uh, in October, both of her parents were shot and killed in front of her house. She lost both parents. Uh, there were hitmen that came. We don't know the situation, why they were killed. But her aunt came to us and said, can you take this little girl in your school? And of course, we said, yes, we'd love to have her. Um, she has a grandma that she's living with, but the grandma doesn't have... Um, many resources and so we've been able to not only um, give her an education we uh, we have a teacher who's a psychologist who's working with her and helping her and we've also been able to provide her with food because the grandma's not able to do that so these are just some ways that we help our students um, that's just one example of a student that has a lot of need a lot of times um, when people see the students they look they look like they're doing well they look healthy and they are, but also people don't see where they come from. They don't see their houses where you have five, six, seven people in one little room. That's how they live. And during the pandemic, I think a lot of you heard that uh, the children weren't allowed to leave their homes in Guatemala for six months. And so you can imagine our students uh, in one little bedroom uh, just living there with their families. A lot of them didn't have work. A lot of them didn't have resources. But as a school, we were able to bring them food boxes. We were able to to bring them support and help as much as we could, but uh, we're excited that our students are able to be back at school, uh, worshiping the Lord together as we do every single morning. We worship God and they worship God with all their hearts and we wish you could see it in person, but you're gonna see a little video clip of what God is doing in Guatemala. And thank you so much for your support. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing there. Thank you. One quick thing about the stoves too, is just I love this, is that uh, somebody donated the stoves. It was like 260 stoves that we got the donation for. And every time we go to donate these stoves, we tell people, this is free for you. But it, it doesn't mean that it was free. Somebody paid for it. And it's the perfect door so we can go and say, well, it's like uh, salvation. Salvation is free for you. But it doesn't mean it was free. It was paid by the blood of Jesus and it's a great opportunity to share the gospel, love on them. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see too what um, God is gonna do through that. We're not only building stoves, we're building relationships for the last 11 years, so praise the Lord. And um, if you'd like to have more information about what we're doing, uh, we have Heather at the back. She is our sponsorship coordinator, coordinator here in Canada, and um, we would also love to answer more questions. So thank you. Yeah. And we want to thank her too because she helps us a lot. So yeah, thank, thank you, Heather. Heather. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I, can you hear me? Maybe I can't hear myself, but that's good. So. Um, 
I was invited to share with you today, but we're gonna see the video first. I'm sorry. Hello everybody, it's really nice and we're really excited to show you again what's happening, a little bit of what's happening here in Lado the World Christian School in Guatemala. Hi everyone, it's so good to see you. Uh, during the last few years, God has been so good to us. Uh, we have seen His hand continue to work in the school and the ministry, and we have seen His provision in so many ways. Uh, thank you for being a part of that. And at Letter of the World School, we have a unique opportunity not just to teach these children to read and write, but also to be able to minister to their hearts and their lives uh, with the love of Jesus Christ. As you know, many of these children have gone through very difficult things in their lives. Um, they've experienced loss. Uh, they experience poverty and day-to-day -day, um, difficult things. Uh, many of them experience alcoholism in their families. And uh, we're just happy and blessed to be able to have the opportunity to minister to them, to bring healing to their lives with the help of Jesus Christ. And thank you for being a part of that. We appreciate you. Yes, as Elizabeth said, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your prayer, support, and everything that you do for us. So we, once again, we also would like to invite you to keep walking with us in this journey here in our beautiful Guatemala. God bless you. God bless. Can you uh, pray for me or with me, please? Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you give us to be here together as brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. And uh, Lord, I pray that you can speak to our hearts today and that you can prepare our hearts so they can be like uh, fertile soil. So the word of your, uh, your word, Lord, can be as a seed planted in our hearts and we can become fruitful. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I tend to move a lot, so I apologize ahead. I move sometimes. So, um, how many of you like to wait? Can you raise your hand and say, I like to wait? Like, when people make me wait for two hours, I'm just in my element. I just love it. Many of us don't even want to wait for a red light sometimes, right? Like, 
I'm including myself there. Like, oh, I have to be red all the time. I think God has been working my life in the last years, but I still, I am a little impatient sometimes. I have to admit that. I don't like to wait. I want things done right, fast, you know? And I guess during the pandemic, the whole world had to learn in many ways to wait, even waiting to see her family. For, for months, many of us couldn't even see uh, our family because we were not allowed to, because we were afraid of making them sick or getting sick, I don't know, but we had to learn and it wasn't pretty. It, it wasn't nice to wait, you know? So that's something that I want to talk to you about today about waiting, waiting in the Lord, that sometimes it seems like it is something that we can easily do. Or sometimes people say, oh, just wait in the Lord. And it sounds the right thing to do, but it's not the easy thing to do. So I want to read Psalm 27, 14. The whole Psalm 27 was written I don't know specifically in what stage of life that David, but the song is a song of victory. The whole song is a song of victory, a song of triumph. So, but I, wanna, I want you to, to read with me the verse 14. The first thing that, that David said, he says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Now, I have learned that this phrase, wait for the Lord, is not a passive thing. Wait for the Lord is actually an active thing that we do. And no offense, but the Bible compares ourselves with sheep all the time. So I don't think you're going to take this personally. But when I was studying this, I read that it says it's compared to a puppy when, when his master comes home. And the puppy is like, you know, some of you might have puppies at home. You know how crazy they get and they can't wait to, 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 so you walk in the door and they can do whatever they do. Well, that's what the phrase is meaning. Wait in the Lord. It means you are waiting, but you are expecting or waiting, hoping to see what God is going to do. And then the next part said, be strong. How do we get strong? Do we get strong just sitting in a chair, watching TV, or do it? No. When you want to get strong, you do exercise, you work out, you, you walk, you, you do whatever you need to do to get strong. That's something that I've been having to learn in the last few years. I lost 35 pounds in two weeks when I got sick, and most of it was muscle. I couldn't even move uh, at some points. I couldn't even lift anything, and I had to learn. Like my son pointed out, he said, well, you have memory, muscle memory lost. I had to teach my muscles again how, how to work and do things right. When you want to get strong, you do train. You do practice. It is true or not. So wait in the Lord, but be strong. One of the authors I read, his name is John Maxwell. I don't know if you like him or you read him. But he says something sometimes that makes sense to me. And he said, 
when the opportunity comes, it's too late to get ready. When the opportunity comes, it's too late to get ready. What does that mean? That means that is why while you're waiting, you're getting ready. For when the opportunity comes, you don't waste time. During this pandemic, I, I'm sharing this in our personal experience. When they told us, we're going to lock you down for three weeks, I actually was saying in the beginning, thank you, Lord, because I need a break. And I thought, oh, this is so nice. I'm going to have three weeks of break. And then, of course, it took to six months. And in Guatemala, we even have cur curfews. They would say 4 o'clock, nobody out. They would say Friday at 2 o'clock, nobody out, all the weekend until Monday. And then they said things like changing our license plates. Like, if you have these numbers, you can't get out on Monday. And stuff like that. And it was a lot of waiting. A lot of waiting. And I remember I was sitting in a couch um, one time, and I got this phone call from the United States. And I answered, like, who's calling me from the United States during the pandemic? And I answered, and there's what this one friend, and he said, you know, uh, you're still uh, looking for architects to build the school. And I said, yes. And he said, well, I found this ministry in the United States, and there are architects that want to help ministries. So they are very happy to help you if you want to do that. You want to do that? And I said, of course I want to do that. So this group of architects in the United States actually donated their time to design the first plans of the school. The point of that is that I was sitting on my couch, and God was still working. No pandemic stopped God. No pandemic got him by surprise. We had to learn to wait. But many times we have to do this. We have to wait and train and get strong. The next part it says, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. How many times we have to wait for something? And it seems like it's not coming. It seems like, why am I waiting, Lord, to be healed? It's been two weeks. And you're not healing me. These are words that I was, I was talking to God. I said, there's a lot to do out there. And now I am sitting here sick. And you're not healing me. What do I have to wait? But God kept working. One of the things I learned during that time when I was sick is that I wasn't that important. The ministry kept moving. God kept working. I was sad because I was being left behind. Like, come on, I want to be part of what God is doing. But God, for me, and during that time, he said, wait. This is time for you to wait in the Lord. Learn. This also reminds me of something. Reminds me of that time when Jesus took his disciples to pray. Do you know that story? That's in Matthew 26. I love that because it's Matthew 26, 36 to 46. It's very easy to remember. But I remember when, when Jesus took his disciples 
three of them. And I'm going to read part of that to you. Reminds me of that because it says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Very clear instructions. Sit here while I go there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began, began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed, my sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Wait here, keep watch with me. When Jesus came back the first time, in the verse 40, 41, um, he said, watch and pray so that, oh, 40, I'm sorry, in the 40, he says, then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. After an hour, found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I want you to keep this in your heart when you are being rushed to make a decision. Remember that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And the flesh doesn't want to wait. We see examples of great men and, and women in the Bible that they, at some point in their lives they didn't wait, like Abraham. God promised him a son and he, he just did, didn't wait. He thought, I'm going to help God. So he had a son with another woman. He didn't wait. And these are great people in the Bible. Sometimes that makes me feel like a little bit, wow. <laughs> But remember this, when, when you are rushed to, 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 to make a decision to follow your, your emotions, because our flesh is part of that, emotions. But if you wait in the Lord, wait for the right time. Wait when the Lord says, okay, it is time. But even then, remember too that when Jesus talked to his disciples, even though he said, sit here, watch with me. He expects them to be doing something. Even though he said, you sit here, he expected them to be in prayer with him. So once again, when the Bible says, wait in the Lord, it doesn't mean that you sit down and do nothing. And okay, the Lord is going to do it. It doesn't mean you don't have to engage it means you, you got to be excited, preparing for what's the next step. Okay, this is the time of wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to pray. I'm going to keep studying the, the Word of God. And I'm going to keep my eyes open for when the time comes, I move forward. When Jesus said, when the Lord says, it is time, I am ready. Here I am. That's what he said, wait in the Lord. It's, this is exciting. This is, uh, for me, it's, it's very exciting to, 
to see, especially when, when we were out of summer regulations that we can start meeting again. I was so excited to start meeting in church again and have the children at school again, and we were ready for them. Something that many people don't know is that during uh, in 2020, we were already applying to have permits for 2021 and 2022 to have children. We knew the pandemic wasn't going to stop there, but we were already preparing and asking the right permits so we can have the children today at school. Many schools didn't do it. It was in a whole district. It was two schools that were allowed to have kids last year, and we were one of them. Because we prepared. Because while we were waiting, we were getting ready for the opportunity. When the opportunity came, we were ready. I don't know very much of you. I don't know you. The Lord does. I don't know what stage of your life you are right now, but maybe you feel like you've been waiting for something. You've been waiting maybe for God's calling. Maybe you've been waiting for, 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 for whatever it is. But maybe you just left it back there, like, okay, when it happens, happens. Maybe it is time to rethink again and take this weight in the Lord like, okay, I'm excited. What is God going to do? What is God going to do with my life? What is Jesus going to do through me when he's done with me waiting? What Jesus did with his disciples, after, even after he left, the Holy Spirit came. And thanks to the Holy Spirit and the obedience of this man, we have the gospel now too. They spread it all over. This man that was sleeping. And then you found that one of them preaches and then 5,000 people know Jesus. We might be those people that we are sleeping. And we're sleeping like I'm too comfortable. I just want to keep sleeping. Sleeping is good. I'm not saying it's not good. I like to sleep. I'm not able to sleep too much, but I like to sleep. But it just means that we, now we're going to be aware. Because the time to be fruitful is coming. It's coming for your life. The time to be fruitful is coming. Because one of the things we need to be as disciples of Jesus is to be fruitful. I want to give that... And I hope you can keep it in your heart and think about it. I've been waiting so long. I'm not going to give up. And I, I want to keep waiting with hope. Esperanza in Spanish. Esperanza expectativa in Spanish. I'm going to keep waiting, trusting in the Lord and getting ready. For when he needs me, I'll be ready. So, can you please pray with me? Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are here with us this morning. Thank you because you're speaking to our minds, to our hearts. 
and thank you for your word. Lord, we, we're humans, and many times we don't like to, to wait. It is not something natural that comes to us. But Lord, we pray that you can help us to understand this part of your word, that waiting is not a passive thing. It's actually an active thing. Waiting with great expectation of what you are going to do in us and through us. Please, Lord, don't let us forget that when we are in a time of waiting. And that overall, we can always give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. May God bless you. Too quick yet? Okay. Um, thank you so much for that word. Actually, it's, it's so appropriate. I didn't connect with you really about this word that you're sharing with us at all, but we've been uh, spending the last couple months here going through a series all about our culture doesn't know how to wait, doesn't know how to be patient, doesn't know how to, like, we do more and more stuff and the toll it takes on our lives and the separation it creates from us, from God, from Jesus, that relationship is horrible. So it's, it's super appropriate. I love the way the Spirit works. It knows something that we need to hear and God's pushing on us, right? So we got to start responding to it. Um, one thought even too occurred, uh, our church has had a long history. It's been a number of years since, since it's happened, but uh, sending teams down to Light of the World, to Guatemala to support. I wonder who, who's been on a trip down to Guatemala for that? bunch of hands. It, a huge passion. I hope we get to the, back to that kind of thing. It's been a bit of an interruption of like international travel for a bit. We're just eagerly waiting to do that again. I would love to have more of that involvement. Um, one thing I wonder, maybe this is pushing just on somebody here, somebody who has traveled down to Guatemala, who has a passion for this ministry and support, uh, if you'd be willing to just come and pray a blessing on uh, Liz and Juan Carlos and Light of the World Ministry. And if not, that's totally fine. I'm happy to do it too. But would there be any interest in there? last second. Love it. Thank you so much, Steve, for that. And uh, I also just want to encourage everyone to check out the booth at the back, talk with Heather, talk with uh, Elizabeth, Juan Carlos, the family, just get to know what's going on here, how you can be involved and support, what to pray for specifically. We believe that God is intimately involved in this ministry and can do amazing things through the work and has been so far. So thank you so much, Steve. If you just pray a blessing on this ministry and we'll go about the week. Lord, thank you so much for the country of Guatemala and uh, what that represents to you as, as people that love and serve you. Thank you so much for Liz and Juan Carlos and their family and for their willingness to follow you and serve in a capacity down there. Thank you so much for this church that, that we can support them. And we pray that you would build in us a, a desire to want to go Go back down there and, and show our support even more. Thank you once again for your love to us and the way you take such good care of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you.